You're listening to Portage on CFRC 101.9. Old man, look at my life. 24 and there's so much more. Live alone in a paradise that makes me think of two. Love lost such a cost. Give me things that don't get lost. Like a coin that won't get tossed Rolling home to you listening to CFRC 101.9 and welcome to the sixth episode of Portage, A Journey Through Canada. I'm your host, Ian McCarter, and as you've guessed from that song in the intro, that Neil Young song, the province we will be discussing today is Manitoba. Today I'll be speaking with Christine Guillaume. She's a Franco-Manitobaine from Winnipeg uh, who now works in Ottawa. Uh, Today we will be talking about the tourism industry in Manitoba and more specifically around that distinct Franco-Manitoban culture. So welcome, Christine. Thanks, Ian. It, I'm super happy to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Nice sunny day yeah. uh, and, and talk a little bit about Manitoba. So you're, you're from Winnipeg, born and raised. Um, Correct. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about sort of growing up in Winnipeg? What were some of the things that you did for fun? What were what were some of those uh, places that you went? Yeah, I mean, there, there are so many of them, and it's a huge variety, too. So I'm thinking right now, just because of the summertime, Grand Beach. So Grand Beach is actually one of the, like, nicest beaches in North America. It's, like, white sand, huge, 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 just on Lake Winnipeg, just absolutely beautiful, and just people flock there in the summertime. That's funny. Like, I don't even think, when you think of beaches... In Canada. In Canada. (laughs) Manitoba isn't usually top Top of of mind. I know, but Manitoba has tons and tons of lakes. So it's actually, like, huge cottage country throughout the province, which is really, really nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Grand Beach, absolutely. Absolutely beautiful. Highly recommend in the yeah. summer times. And that's near Winnipeg? Yeah, it's about an hour north from oh, Winnipeg, perfect. so it's super close, super easy to just drive down, yeah. you know, even after work. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. so you spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Are there other spots around Manitoba? Yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna put in a plug for St. Boniface, just overall, oh, yeah. St. Boniface. It's um, historically was like the, the very French neighborhood in Winnipeg, and prior to the amalgamation, used to be its own city. Okay. So it has an old like city hall that used to yeah, be yeah. the city hall for St. And just super, super fun things there, whether it's really nice cafes like Café Postal on Provence, where you can get great coffee, and bar, garage, café, which is kind of the bar along Provence. There's the cultural center as well, where it's all the events that are happening, whether it's like improv every Friday night, or uh, concerts, all that kind of stuff. Tons of stuff always happening at Le Centre Culturel. 
And there's also um, Le Cirque Moliere. So this is the oldest theater company in North America, just okay. like period, like Whoa. the oldest constantly running theater What? company. So like the art scene is huge. Yeah. And that's just like in French. Yeah. That's not even taking into account the huge art scene in English in right. Manitoba. So. No way. Okay. Yeah. So, so St. Boniface uh, is, is just, it's, it's part of Winnipeg now? Correct. Is that, yep. Okay. Yep. That amalgamated. Exactly. Um, so, so it's almost like... Uh, It's, it's very close to get to, I guess. Exactly. Okay. So if you think of downtown Winnipeg, yeah. that's on one side of the river. You cross over to the on the other side of the river, and you're in St. Boniface. Okay. You can see the old ruins of the cathedral that burnt down from oh. across the river. And on the other side, you can see downtown Winnipeg. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Winnipeg... So even that is just a cool hangout spot, like yeah. by the forks, so where the two rivers intersect. Okay. So you have the Red River and the Assiniboine. Okay. And then they have the forks there, which is this huge setup along the river. Uh, you have markets there, you have restaurants, um, just a great river path to walk along the river. They transform it into a skating rink in the wintertime. So it's like the Rideau Canal in Ottawa, exactly. but not. So yeah. Rideau Canal in Ottawa, because I live in Ottawa now and I love Ottawa, but they say they're the biggest. But typically in Winnipeg, we get the longest. It's, uh, it's less wide, but yeah. we get more length. Okay, yeah, yeah. interesting. So, so a bit of competition between Winnipeg and Perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> and, and so are there any other places that, that say in, in Manitoba, you, you talked about the beaches, talked about sort of Winnipeg as well. Is, is, that, is that sort of what, what, you know, growing up people would do for fun? That's, that sort of go around? Yeah, and I mean, there's just like, there's a really good like bar pub circuit. There's Osborne Village as well, which okay. is really big for like restaurants and pubs. Some people hang out there. There's Corridon as well, which okay. is a little bit more like the Italian Preston, I guess. Okay. So you would have restaurants and bars yeah. there as well. So if you like really good strips of places where where people hang out and in in winnipeg recently there was um i, I read a couple of years ago that there was a new a new museum or revamped museum brand that, new bra not okay. even a revamp okay yeah. brand new yeah um and it's the museum is it of human rights yeah so the canadian museum for human rights canadian museum for human rights and yeah. and uh folks you've got to google this Uh, it's it's an absolutely it's stunning building yeah. uh, in in Winnipeg. So can you tell us a little bit about that yeah. museum? So that that was huge in terms of putting Winnipeg on the map again. I mean, I mean like for another reason, and yeah. this time for for human rights. Um, and this is the only and first national museum that's not in the capital region. So it's not in Gatineau or right. Ottawa here. It's yeah. actually in Winnipeg. Okay. Um, so like you said, absolutely stunning architecture, both outside and inside. Yeah. And it's located at the Forks as well. Okay. So basically like right between downtown and St. Boniface on the river. Yeah. So even just that, it's a beautiful point where you see with the bridge, um, absolutely stunning. And very impressive because it's a space for uh, like learning, discussing, thought, All of that, but also it, it, it also incites people to take actions with respect to human rights. So they're kind of shaping it as a, as a global leader in that respect. Okay. So it touches on everything from uh, the Holocaust to, I saw they had like exhibits on the refugee crisis, truth and reconciliation. Yeah. Um, they have a Mandela exhibit on now, like so many different aspects to human rights and so many different ways to interact with the content too. Mm -hmm. um, the tours, they have different themed tours as well. They even have like a Métis 
rights theme tour because okay. that's super, super specific. Yeah. Um, but just really impressive in yeah. terms of a, a leading spot in Winnipeg, but that's also a tourist attraction that's quite huge. And as we've learned, it's important to have a theme when you have a tour. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. So so there, there it's, that's interesting that it's, it's, it does have sort of the Canadian flavor of, of human rights, but also takes the global perspective of, yeah. of things that are happening around the world. Yeah, and, and the content is just constantly evolving. They've just done such a great job. And I mean, you're never going to get everybody in agreement, but they do a really good job to kind of put all of these different things um, to light. So, Christine, I wanted to, to move the, the discussion now a little bit more into the the Franco-Manitoban uh, uh, portion of it. So, so outside of Quebec, there is a million... There is a world outside <laughs> of Quebec. There yes. are one million <laughs> French speakers outside of Quebec that, mm. that at, their, at their home, their first language that they speak is, is uh, French. So... Specifically in in Manitoba, and and you you hit on it already in Saint Boniface. There is there is a huge French speaking population in in um, uh, in Manitoba, and and you would consider your you and your family part of that. Yeah. Um, can you can you describe a little bit the culture, the the Franco Manitoban culture, a little bit if if you can? Yeah, uh, that that's a great question, um, and I think it's it's a culture that's evolved a lot with the time as well, but it's. It's everything from a really rich, like, arts, music, um, scene, food, that that's kind of evolved over time as well. So when you look historically, um, Manitoba had a really strong indigenous population, the Métis, um, and then settlers that came in. Well, well, we can't talk about Manitoba without talking about... <laughs> The, the famous Louis Riel. Exactly. Everyone remembers Louis Riel from, from your high school... History class, uh, History right? class, of course. So he, he was really like the founding father of... Of Manitoba. Of Manitoba. Yeah, exactly. So even, and also, um, like, can, if you look at um, the, the portrait of all the, the founding fathers that's in Parliament, yeah. um, he's on there. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. absolutely. So he's the reason Manitoba entered Confederation in 1870. He set up a provisional government at the time and basically worked with, with the government of Canada to make Manitoba a province. Yeah. But he was also a super strong defender of, of the rights of the, the Métis and the Francophone in Manitoba. So whether it was linguistic rights or right to practice your religion, because that was getting heavily encroached upon by um, by English settlers or folks, Protestants coming in from Ontario. And mm-hmm. a lot of that was in jeopardy and rights were being trampled on. Okay. Um, so he was a really strong defender of that and is still seen that way today and still seen as a like the historical figure for Manitoba. And and so he, he was really um, sort of the... the the nucleus, if you will, of of the entire Franco Manitoban culture is is that he's sort of at the heart, and and outside of that is is sort of he helped shape what it is today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and he embodied that, and he ensured the protection and the the survival of that for for yeah. future years. 
Um, so you, you see that culture reflected in things like Le Festival du Voyageur, which is a huge, huge like winter party um, in Manitoba, in Winnipeg specifically, that celebrates um, la culture franco-manitobaine. And it, it celebrates our roots as well, and it's, it's all shaped around kind of the fur trade era. So the fur trade was huge, um, and is celebrating uh, basically the voyageur, so the man who is responsible for paddling in the canoe um, and transporting furs and then trade goods in and out of the country. Um, and so it's this huge, huge winter party that runs 10 days, uh, the third week in February. Um, sometimes it happens to be like the coldest week of winter. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah. it's just fantastic. So it's um, the main the main site of it is a huge park with a f- historical fur trading fort. Oh. So you have an element of history and they have interpreters. So when you walk in, it really feels like you're walking into the early 1800s mm-hmm. into the fur trade. And then you have these huge heated tents where there are big concerts, a lot of music happening. You can get great food. There's an ice bar. There's an international snow sculpting symposium. And it's basically just this big winter celebration celebrating La Culture Franco-Manitobaine. And and I I feel like from other Manitobans that I know... Like, this is the time to go home. Oh, yeah. Like, this is the party of <laughs> you, the year. You don't want to miss this. Absolutely In, in the middle not. of it. Like, uh, people fly from, from all over to, to go Absolutely. to this festival. And we bring friends to come and experience yeah. it. Yeah. There's, there's, um, there's once, there was a, uh, can you explain this like this? And it, it might be a little tough to describe, but it's it's this like game that you play with your legs. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's called la jambette. Okay. So this is this is kind of like typical uh, strongman game. So whether it's arm wrestling or or that kind of thing. So this is one of them. Okay. And it's essentially arm wrestling, but with your legs. Okay, that's a great way of explaining so, it. So yeah. so two people lay down on the floor, and one faces one way, and one faces the other way. Yeah. And you basically measure up your hips, so your hips are more or less at the same spot. Yeah. And it's that leg that's by the other person's leg that yeah. you're gonna that you're gonna raise and hook ankles and try to pull or flip the other person over. So it's like arm wrestling. Yeah. Arm wrestling with your legs. Yeah. And it is fantastic. It's a hallmark of uh, of uh, house parties during festival. I, I can only uh, imagine. Yes, and. For the years where I've not been able to go back home for festival, we've typically held like an expat festival party in Ottawa, yeah. which which features a large Jalbet <laughs> tournament. <laughs> That's awesome. So so really, you you talked a little bit about how the the culture is changing or has yeah. changed, uh, you know, certainly from the time of Luriel. But exactly. but can you talk a little bit about that change in culture, even even in in your life or, or your parents' life? Uh, that that you've seen over the years. Totally. Well, just just the the fact that you can live your entire life in French in Manitoba, right? Yeah. You can go from all the way from elementary primary school all the way through high school and university strictly in French. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this whole French world that surrounds you. Um, there is an exploding music scene that is absolutely fantastic. Um, I was speaking about Le, le Théâtre Le Cercmolière earlier. Um, you're surrounded by a variety of different ways to, to live and entertain yourself and like excellent visual artists as well. Mm-hmm. Um, great food too and some super fun spots. And I, I really liked how it's evolved in that it, we're, we're talking less about like 
needing to defend our language and defend yeah. our culture, but it's just like a, a fait accompli. It's, it's, it's life now, and you can live in French, and, and you don't need to make a big fuss out of it, which I think is, that's is really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's interesting, and, and, and certainly how that's evolved over the years, I'm, I'm sure. That it's not to say that we don't need to protect it, absolutely, yeah. but I really appreciate how, how we can just... You know, live a variety of experiences yeah. in in French. And so, speaking of one of those uh, uh, francophone artists, uh, we're going to listen to one yeah. right now. You've got uh, Justin Lacroix coming up. Yes, um, he's actually just launched this album. Uh, it's been a question of weeks, really, um, and the song has become quite popular back home, like on the radio back home. I love it. Um, the song is called Jantun, um, a little bit slower, but just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and so. and just the acoustic of yeah. this is, is awesome. So so we're going to listen to some uh, Justin. Aqua here on CFRC. À nouveau sur le chemin des quatre fils, j'aime bien ces tris. Tout ce qui est Berce dans mes pas, je me sens plus près de moi, je me sens plus près pour moi, je laisse passer les questions qui ne concernent pas, je laisse passer les klaxons qui sonnent pas, j'avance dans ce beau silence d'une légèreté étonnante. à passer par ici n'y serais-je le dernier à vouloir enfuir tout ce que je sais c'est qu'au fond j'ai ce grand désir d'être bien avec moi d'être bien avec toi de faire face à ces peurs qui d'en dessous me déchirent d'aimer plus fort que je ne puisse en revenir je m'arrête J'attends, j'attends, j'entends. You won't know till you know. You won't know till you know. It doesn't matter if you listen. I dig your head in the snow. You won't know till you know. You won't know. Till you know All we can do is hang on And find someone old Le vent se lève Je l'envie Je veux le suivre Le vent se lève Moi aussi, je lui confie. And we're back here on CFRC with uh, Christine Guillaume. 
Uh, we just heard from uh, Justin Lacroix, uh, a song from him. Very nice acoustic uh, acoustic song. So, Christine, you've, you've been in Ottawa now for, for a couple of years. Um, yeah, a couple and, being like, I, I think it might be six now. Six years, no way. <laughs> yeah. So, so can, can you sort of talk about some opportunities there are for... Uh, not only Manitobans in in say Ottawa or because uh, I know you sort of found the political route. Yeah. Um, it, can you talk about some opportunities for Manitobans and also uh, French speakers uh, in in Canada? Yeah, French speakers have a huge edge in Ottawa, <laughs> like you know, Ian, um, in terms of jobs. Between Ottawa and Gatineau, the public service that's just a huge amount of jobs for for bilingual people. Um, but also Ottawa has, um, I find even the private sector here, mm. bilingualism is a huge advantage because usually one way or another you have some kind of interface into government or you need to be speaking or dealing with someone who speaks the other language sure. occasionally. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of like NGOs in Ottawa, associations that have their headquarters here. So huge, huge market, whether it's government or, or private sector. Um, I found, and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Parliament. Of course. Now, for those of you who didn't know, Ian and I met as roommates and as tour guides on Parliament Hill. Yeah, we gave wonderful uh, themed tours. Themed tours in English and in French. That's right. To the tourists who come to Ottawa to visit Parliament. That's right. Um, so, so even just as a student, huge amount of job opportunities on Parliament Hill. I mean, they're always looking to hire people, whether it's uh, being a tour guide, working for the Library of Parliament, working for an MP, working for a senator. Those are usually pretty good gigs for, for students. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and certainly I'd echo that in, in being a bilingual person from a different province. Oh, totally. They're, 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 like, they're, they're sort of screaming for people um, that, that have those skills. And I think what's really cool about Ottawa, and, and particularly Parliament, is that it brings together people from across the country. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm from Manitoba, you're from Newfoundland. Yeah. Um, we had friends and colleagues from all the other provinces, and we all somehow landed in Ottawa. So Ottawa's really cool in terms of bringing people together. Definitely, definitely. So, so so are you you know you've you've been away from Manitoba for for a little bit now but you go back quite often we yeah. we just spoke off air about you're you're certainly going back in February for le, le festival um, how how often do you do you sort of get back I try to get back uh, I'd say on average 3 or 4 times a year yeah. yeah yeah so I'll go usually summer spring and then I'll do some some fall winter as and well what do you miss the and, most about Manitoba ooh, I miss I miss coming home to my parents in a fully stocked fridge <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah no um, I family friends Certainly. Um, just the the people, it, I, I think, is probably similar to you when you yeah. go home, right? It's yeah. it's everyone. It's it's your people. That's right. Um, it's all of your your dives and your your spots. For sure. Um, yeah, it's it's just that feeling of uh, comfort and hominess. Definitely. So so as we as we sort of end our discussion here, Kristen, we're going to listen to to one more song, um, and this one we were we were speaking a little bit is 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 pretty an interesting artist. Um, um, Fauzia. Yes. Um, so, so can you explain a little bit about her story? Yeah. Okay. So Fauzia is just this. Uh, she is bursting on the scene, um, and she she started getting known as an artist when she was. 
15. This is only a few years ago. 15 years ago. Yeah, old. so let's okay. think back to all the great things we were doing when we were 15 <laughs> yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, and she she wrote and performed this song that we're going to hear called Knock on My Door. And she performs both in English and French. Yeah. She's born in Morocco in Casablanca. And then she moved to Manitoba. She did not move to the large booming metropolis of Winnipeg with <laughs> her family, but rather to like rural southern Manitoba. Okay. So around Notre Dame de Lourdes, French community and, and Carmen. Yeah. So we're talking like, you know, 3,000 people in Carmen, rural, Beautiful. ag, yeah. super tiny. Yeah. But just this girl's voice is huge. Her songwriting capacity at like 15, 16 yeah. years old, super amazing. Um, she was signed just this past September by Paradigm Talent based out of the States. Now they also rep Coldplay, Ed Sheeran, Sia. So, so big, like this girl's going places. She won some huge international competitions. Um, and she is just killing it. And she's like literally just graduated high school. Yeah, it's insane. So. All right. So here on CFRC, we're going we're gonna to listen to Fauzia uh, knock on my door. This is the future of Manitoba here on CFRC. You played me, made me your perfect fool I thought that you would be a lot more mature It's not true Oh, this is funny for you right now But just wait a bit One day I promise you'll see It won't be me suffering You let me burn, you let me bleed You let me hurt to death You wouldn't care if in front of you I took my last breath One day your heart and your soul will be boiling with regret From your manipulative ways and your infantile
And that was Fozia, uh, Knock on My Door, uh, the, the future of Manitoba here on CFRC. So I wanted to say thank you, Kristin, for, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Ian, and for spotlighting Manitoba, <laughs> and particularly the Les Franco-Manitobains. I think it's super fantastic. Of course. It's it's definitely an area I, I admittedly have not been to Manitoba yet, but after this, I'm We I'm will super, rectify that. <laughs> I'm excited to go to Le Festival for sure in, in February. So thanks again, uh, Christine. Um, and that's it for uh, Portage um, for the, the Manitoba episode. Uh, you'll hear back from Portage in two weeks. So thanks for listening. This show is produced in collaboration with CFRC at Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario, with infrastructure support from Queen's Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Find more great podcasts at podcasts.cfrc.ca.